This is St. Long Chinas's Baptism Podcast Channel. This is episode number 60, the topic of which is going to be, if you're ignorant, it's because you choose to be ignorant. But first, a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. All that I am, all that I have. All that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Heavenly Kingdom. Immaculate Heart of Mary, oh, I'm sorry. In Jesus' name I pray. Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. Amen. So, the subject of today's topic is... Honestly speaking, I shouldn't have made this an episode. I should have made it a random thought. Because in this particular instance, this particular topic could be used in either the spiritual or the secular senses. Meaning that you don't necessarily have to be... uh, a believer in God to understand this message. Um, having said that, though, because to me, getting to heaven is more important than anything else. Ignorance of God's truth and its consequences are definitely more important than the secular version. Of this. Um, having said that, though, I just want to make uh, go into the secular part first. Uh, what am I about ready to talk about? What I'm at, uh, getting ready to talk about in the secular sense is there's a few components that go into this. Some of it has to do with upbringing. Some of it has to do with attitude. And some of this just happens... Just happens to be who you are as a person. What I mean by this is... um, as, As I've stated, I started my Twitter account back in 2017... And this is when I was no different from anybody who may be listening right now. Um, you know, um, I played lip service to Lord Jesus and His Blessed Mother, but I wasn't acting any different from anyone else. And so instead of focusing my self on What should have been important, which was Lord Jesus' Blessed Mother in the Heavenly Kingdom, I was all about politics. Because in my mind at that time, the world's problems could be solved through politics. And for those of you who know better, try not to chuckle at that. Um... I got to chuckle at it myself sometimes when I think back at my uh, naivete and my ignorance. 
Now, when I was in the political sphere, um, I considered myself to be a conservative. Not in the neoconservative worldview of, <clears throat> well, the progressives are right, but they just need to slow their roll. But in the actual conservative uh, viewpoint that, no, the progressives are wrong and they should be smacked down and power taken away from them and they should be completely and utterly mocked and ridiculed wherever they dare to show their head. And when I would have political interactions with quote-unquote progressives, and by the way, not just progressives, but just normie cons too. And of course, because of social media, a lot of these people, not all, but a lot, were younger people, uh, mainly millennials and Zoomers. And I noticed a common theme when I tried to point out there is that they would try to make an appeal to authority. Well, where do you know this? Well, I read it in such and such a book. Give me evidence. Give me, you know, and it's like, brah. I told you the title of the book. You can get an electronic version on Kindle. Spend however much it costs and read the book. I'm not here to do your research for you. Do your own research. Um, another favorite tactic was, well, my professor in college says such and such. Well, okay, you know, he's a, he's a professor. Wonderful. Um, I know how colleges operate. Uh, I've been around the block a time or two. Um, these, these are not actual schools of learning. These are schools of indoctrination. So you expect me to take seriously what your professor told you. Or I would come into this attitude. Um, they, would, they would question my facts and they would question my sources. Or, if they were feeling particularly uh, intransigent, they would question my motivations. And once again, when it came to my sources, I'm like, I gave you the titles of the books. They're there. When it came to the... Um, when, when, when they start questioning my um, my good faith, I just, I got nothing to gain by telling you this. Because I don't care either way. I, I honestly didn't. I, like, I don't care. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not doing this for points. This is where I got that. That's why I said this statement. But then, if that failed, they would try to shift. 
they they would still criticize my statement, but then they would try to obfuscate by bringing in a bunch of garbage that had nothing to do with my original statement and questioning me on that. And it's like, dude, that has nothing to do with what I just said. You obviously have no arguments, so you're just trying to um, confuse, confuse the subject. Answer the subject. Tell me where the statement that I made, and I gave you a sources for this statement. Tell me where that's wrong. And they couldn't, but they would run around. No, oh, I beat, I beat the neocon, or I beat the, I, I beat the uh, conservative, the so-called conservative. He couldn't answer me, and it's like, I did answer you. You did not directly answer my question. Now, what I just described to you, those of you who politics happens to be your thing, on social media will immediately recognize those three or four tactics that I just listed. Now, remember at the beginning of this episode where I talked about uh, the three... The three, uh, the reason why in the secular realm, but although you, it's just not the secular realm, it's also in the spiritual realm as well. Um, you know, some of it is temperament, some of it is, you know, what they've been taught, and some of it is, um, I, I can't remember exactly if I raised this, but some of this, some of it is just personal preference. And, you know, there's a reason that one of my episodes on this podcast is entitled, You're Being dumbed down in program. And I mean, it's always been this way. It has always been this way. Uh, the powers that be have always wanted uh, non-thinking compliant sheep to do their bidding. That is nothing new. That's what propaganda's for. That's what the university system's for. That's what the school system's for. Everything in this life that's what it's designed to do is to make good, compliant cattle that the powers that be can butcher. And and when I say butcher, I'm not just talking in the physical sense. I'm talking about in the, um, the spiritual sense. You know, um use up their time, use up their resources, pursuing stuff that will enrich the powers that be, but doesn't make the life of that person, you know, who's engaging in this a better person or even help them get to what they're going after. And, um, but it's been real bad with the last two generations. And if I'm not mistaken, Generation Alpha is right around the corner. So, 
And Lord help us if they're anything like the last two. Uh, my experience is any key. I don't think Alpha uh, Alpha is probably going to be a lot worse than the other two. Oh, that was the third thing, laziness. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That was the third thing, laziness. What goes in, and like I said, this isn't just the secular portion of our population that's like this. It's also the people who are ostensibly quote-unquote Christian. They cannot be bothered to crack a book. And they, given by some of the comments that I've come across, anything above 200 pages is asking too much of, of them. Although, honestly speaking, if you give them a 200-page book about whatever topic, you know, that they... That they say that they, you know, they want their proof. They want their proof. And you give them a 200 page book, they'll say, Whoa, I can't read that. I can't read that. I don't have the time. I'm married with kids. I don't have time. Which automatically disqualifies them because how are you going to challenge something where I'm giving you facts and sources? And you're saying, well, no, 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 I, you know. And I say, well, have you read the book? No, it's too long. Your, your book is 500 pages. I, I need something. Okay, here's the two. No, 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 I can't read that. That's, you know, I don't have the time. So in other words, they'll do anything to make an excuse why they can't, you know, why, why, why they shouldn't be doing We're on a mission from God. Sorry about that. That uh, had a boomer, uh, boomer moment there for a minute. But they, they, they will give you exclu uh, excuses galore why they can't do what they should be doing if they're going to, you know, uh, challenge, you know, your facts. Part of it, too, is, and this is just over the past, not even 60 years, probably 70 or 80, society as a whole has been programmed that anything that takes a little work or takes a little time, you have to wait. And by the way, when I say society, I'm just speaking for American perspective. Well, that's an inconvenience. That's an inconvenience. Oh, that's a hassle, man. I gotta wait. I don't have time to wait. That's a half. I got to read a book. That takes too long. I'd rather listen to a podcast that takes an hour. And I'm not excusing myself from this. Because one of my biggest struggles in the spiritual life is, is I want everything right away. And I get impatient because if it does, you know, if if something that I'm that I'm asking help with does not help uh, happen right away, I tend to get impatient 
Um, and, you know, I tend to get a little uh, uncomfortable. But that's, that's the way we've been programmed. You know, everything is convenient, uh, catered for your convenience. And it's made a bunch of lazy people. It absolutely has made. And here's the thing, too. I'm actually old enough to remember when, when the interwebs become, became more accessible to the general public. The claim was, well, this will make research easier. This will make your life easier. What they didn't tell you was, we actually had a joke in the early 2000s. Well, it's got to be true. I read it on the internet. Meaning that any Yahoo could put out any information that they wanted, whether true or false. And, you know, you, you actually had to research what you were reading. But most people, you know, they would see something like, oh, I don't know. Uh, saints, if you say this prayer, who said this prayer, you'll, you'll free a thousand souls from purgatory. And I'm an actual witness to that. I've actually seen that on Vatican II websites. Well, if you say this prayer, uh, this saint, saint so-and-so said this prayer and it freed a thousand people from purgatory. And... The Sedwakantis bishops that are on the um that 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 they're on the uh, podcast True Restoration Radio have debunked this. They've debunked it thoroughly, but at the time, and I was new to Catholicism, it sounded outlandish to me. Yes, this person is a saint, but if saying a prayer would free a thousand people from purgatory or doing a novena, purgatory would be empty. Purgatory would literally be empty, and the only people that would be in there were the recently deceased. And if you're doing the prayer or the novena, even those guys, you know, the newly arrived to purgatory, they'd be going straight up. So just, you know, using my, my reasoning, it just didn't sound correct. But you had stuff like this on the internet. So what ended up happening was, was that people... And even the most intentioned of people would just take everything that they read off the internet for granted without doing what is known as your due diligence. Now, so laziness is part of it. The other one is how you're raised. Or in the case of some seculars, how you weren't raised. Because <laughs> a lot of people aren't brought up right. The really, truly blessed know that they weren't raised right. And then the unfortunate ones think that, you know, hey, mom and dad bought me my new Xbox when I was 12 years old. Got me that puppy I wanted. Uh, 
took me to concerts, blah, 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 blah. Uh, they did a great job with me because in their minds, mom and dad never told them no. Mom and dad never told them, hey, little Jimmy, you're being an a-hole. Knock it off. So therefore, mom and dad did a great job raising me. And so, in this instance, little Jimmy goes on the interwebs, let's just say Twitter, and somebody says X, and they give sources for X. But little Jimmy, because nobody ever told him that he wasn't a Rhodes Scholar, and he, you actually have to do some research to know something or read a few books, He's, he's like, no, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Okay, tell me how I'm wrong. Here's my resources, these are the facts, how am I wrong? <laughs> and, that, and that's when, you know, they'll, they'll either obfuscate or they'll, they'll try to say you're a bad faith actor. Without even knowing you, mind you. So that's, that's that aspect. And then I think the other aspect is your personality type. And the personality type, parenting does come, or I'm sorry, parenting is interrelated with your personality type. If your parents aren't putting all uh, a stop to your negative personality traits and encouraging you to strengthen your good personality traits and, and, and strengths, then if they're not doing this, then it's less of an attitudinal thing and more of a... I mean, attitude does kind of play a role in this, but it's, it's more of a... Basically, they, they, part of parenting is shaping your child's personality. And if nobody's put a stop to your negative personality traits, they're going to be amplified by the time you're an adult. So... If you're a three, what I call the 300 IQ taker who thinks, well, I've been to college, I've got a four-year degree, brah. Uh, I'm, I'm making six figures at a major corporation, and i got a hot wife. No one can tell me nothing. That's literally the truth. Nobody can tell them anything because... They are God's gift to humanity, and you lowly little club that you are have no right to disagree with them now mind you I'm just speaking from the secular now I haven't even gotten to the spiritual but like I said they are interrelated because I've noticed in some cases and to their shame a more obnoxious form of it, of those traits I've just talked about, in people who call themselves true Catholics or set of contests.
Oh, and also, well, I, I already talked about parents, you know. And I'm going to kind of segue into the religious aspect. Their parents, and I'm talking religious parents now, who they train their children right from wrong. They give them a good education. But for whatever reason, do not shape and mold the child. So you have a child who thinks, well, I'm born in the right religion, therefore I, I am impeachable and I'm 100% infallible. And they are some of the most self-righteous people that you will ever come across if you're unfortunate to meet them. Um, at this, by the way, this is not a slam on the people who may have that particular flaw. This is not a particular slam on the parents that make this mistake because society as a whole has forgotten the importance of proper parenting. Meaning, you are not your child's friend, you are not their brother, you are not their sister, you are their parent. It is your job not only to raise them correctly, but to give them the proper spiritual, moral, and uh, material basis that they can pass on the lessons, Lord willing, that you have given to them so that they may become good parents and good citizens. Um, but it's not a slam because this is this has been going on for a very long time um, not just the past 60 years even before that but because the powers that be are trying to speed up whatever timetable they have it's becoming more and more pronounced And before I get accused of being a self-righteous a-hole, I have a generalized I have a generalized confession to make. My my first mother made a spoiled brat out of me, and when she passed, my first father had to raise me except that he didn't um now granted he had to go to work but even when he came home uh i could have had the babysitter tied up uh, and gagged and trying to set her on fire and he would have been like yeah okay fun's over And basically until I graduated from high school, I had no adult role model. Well, I take that back. I had two or three, but because given how I was raised, how I grew up, 
I did not realize what a godsend that they were to me. And asking a ill-behaved 15-year-old kid to recognize great role models when they see them, I'm not saying it's impossible, but without God's grace, it's going to be rare and far between. And as a further emphasis, I'm also going to say that it was God's grace that got me this far. It is literally, and the fact that I could recognize it as God's grace is, is, is a minor miracle within itself. Because for the longest time, um, for the longest time, um, I did not recognize that a large portion of my problems were, you know, I mean, I could, on a superficial level, I could recognize that some of my problems I brought on myself, but as far as the stuff that was directly not my fault, I blamed on God because I was under the mistaken belief that you know, if you have a hard life, it's because God doesn't love you. And we have generations and generations of kids. You know, by the way, the, the, the first examples I brought up are what are known as quote-unquote um, Average kids with two parents in the house. Let's not talk about the sexual abuse victims. Let's not talk about the drug addicts and the drunks. Let's not talk about, um, you know, daddy's out of the picture and mommy's raising them. Or mommy's out of the picture and daddy's raising them. Or... The foster home system, which is basically an incubator for the prison system, and the juvenile correctional facilities that help prepare these kids for prison. Let's not talk about the corrupt and nasty children's homes that a lot of these kids get shunted off in. Let's not talk about the state and federal agencies that purposely put at-risk youths in situations where they can literally be uh, exploited sexually, mentally, and materially for their own benefit. Let's not talk about those guys. And let me tell you guys, if you're unaware, there's more of those type of people than you are aware of. And if you were more aware of the amount of people that are like this if you had an ounce of charity you'd pray for their conversion and for their peace but if you didn't care about all that you weren't charitable you would pray for their peace anyway because you've got millions of powder kegs walking around and they're just waiting for somebody to throw the match They're literally, they're, they're, they're looking for an excuse to go off. And it's not going to be pretty when they do. 
Anyway, so I spent 30 minutes not even getting into the topic. The topic is, if you are ignorant, it's because you choose to be ignorant. In ancient Rome, this was when they were first starting out as a city, they basically had their version of the Ten Commandments, which was their laws. And with these, with these ten laws, they had a saying, ignorance of the law is no excuse. Which, if there's ten laws to remember, that's not an unreasonable thing to ask, to remember ten laws and not to break them. Well, the spiritual life is the same. You have the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments to remember. But let's take out the Ten Commandments. Let's just take out the Ten Commandments for a minute. What excuse does any living human being have for not seeking God's truth? Especially since we have the internet. Now, granted, the internet is corrupt as anything else on this earth. However, um, if you're not even attempting to research why a truth is a truth, or I'm sorry, God's truth is the truth, and whatever ideas you might have might be wrong, out of love for God, if nothing else, um, they're, they're honestly really... Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying that we on our own can get to this, to this grace because it's literally God's grace to give. However, as I never get tired of saying, if you have a, uh, a good, if you make a good faith effort and have the right inten uh, intent, God's not going to leave you bereft. He's not going to leave you bereft. But there is absolutely nobody. Well, I take that back. The Catholic Church does teach about, I'm saying the true Catholic Church, about invincible ignorance. There is invincible ignorance. But, you know, and, you know... <laughs> Part of invincible ignorance is, is literal mental handicaps. If you're a Down syndrome kid, you know, no, um, you know, you you're, you're you're that's literal invincible ignorance. If you were five years old and you took a fall and hit your head on the concrete, and now you're having mind issues with memory, whatever, you know. That is a literal physical disability. What I'm talking about is, is not having a mental disability and choosing 
not to inform yourself on, let's be honest here, the most important thing in your life. It's, it's not, it's not the opposite sex. It's not your job. It's not uh, all the shiny things that come with having a great job. It's not fame. It's not fortune. And it's not celebrity. It's getting to heaven. And barring a mental, a mental disability, you're going to have to answer if you fall short you know, you had the opportunity, you had the resources, why didn't you do better? You're going to have to answer that question. We all do. And I'm going to make another disclaimer here. Once again, this is not me being self-righteous. I fully understand, you know, my, my uh, massive, massive shortcomings as a human being but this is not about my relationship with God because that's between him and me this is an exhortation for those of you who may be moved by the Holy Spirit to actually take this message to heart this is, this is what this podcast is about but I just I want to make it clear that um, I I am I don't consider myself um, saint saint so and so. I don't consider myself a prophet. I'm just like you guys are. I'm a flawed, failed, miserable human being with all the same faults and and difficulties, distractions, and failings as everybody else in this God-forsaken earth. I would say, in my case, I am trying in my own imperfect way in correcting and getting on, uh, with God's help, of course, on the right path and with His grace being the person He wants me to be. And I'm just trying to encourage anyone who may stumble across this to do the same. To impress upon you the seriousness of this. Not only to impress upon you the seriousness, but the time. I stated this in another podcast. If you're listening to this right now, yes, today you are alive. What is to say that you might not die in your sleep or say within whatever time frame that you might not have an accident that kills you, that you might not get an illness that kills you, that um, you might be murdered or whatever. And I, one of my biggest spiritual crosses that I have to carry is, is I tend to forget that time is our most valuable resource and it's not promised to us. It is literally not promised to us. And, you know, I hate to admit this. I talked about in an earlier episode, my 
my guiding philosophy, if you want to call it that, before I actually started trying to acknowledge Jesus Christ was eat and drink for tomorrow I may die. But yet when it comes to Jesus Christ right now, I procrastinate, I put stuff off, I get sidetracked, I get distracted. And I say that it's to my shame because, you know, when I was just being a literal pagan, you know, if it was time to get drunk, if it was time to get high, if it was time to go to the strip bar or whatever, I was there. I was on time. I was 15 minutes early. I was a half hour early. But now when it counts, when it absolutely counts, I'm, I'm Mr. Magoo. Oh, look at the little butterfly. Oh, wait, I just remembered. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I'm reading one book, but I got to go to this book. I mean, it's literally a clown car. And I, uh, God has given me the grace to realize I've got to answer for this. We all do. We all have to answer for ourselves. So... Don't choose to be ignorant. Now, if you have a literal mental disability, that can't be helped. But if you don't, don't choose to be ignorant. Because we, we have to account for our attitudes and behaviors while we were here. So, this is the topic. And I hope and pray you got something out of this. I, I hope and pray that somehow or another that the, the Holy Ghost came through me and that I did this topic some justice. And I'm not so much of an egoist not to understand that when it comes to this sort of thing, I'm a very, very flawed individual or a broken tool. Therefore, I come with all the baggage attendant with being a broken tool. But honestly, it's not through my effort anyway. It's, it's through uh, Lord Jesus and the Holy Ghost to get this message out there. I'm, I'm just their broken instrument. And by the way, for those of you who may disagree with me violently, or, you know, not even violently, just, you know, you just think, eh, guy don't know what he's talking about. He's wrong. You know, whatever. If, if, you're, at, if you're listening right now, I'm going to thank you for at least giving me a shot. You know, at least listening. Because time is a valuable commodity, and if you're giving me 40 minutes, then, you know, you don't have to agree with me. I always say that. You don't. Give me the time. Listen to me. I'm going to thank you for that. So, take this for what it's worth. I am praying for all of you. 
Um, I would like to see as many people get to heaven as possible. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. God bless you. Bye-bye.